host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. We have with us tonight Mr. Adam Porter, Chairman and CEO of the Lance and Eileen Porter Foundation. Outside of being the chairman and CEO, Adam is a man that wears many hats throughout our community, of which we will learn more about tonight on just how many hats he actually wears. I have with me tonight as my co-host, Mr. Ernest and Tisha. Adam, will you please share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, and then could you also share with us how the Lance and Eileen Porter Foundation got started? Absolutely. Uh, first, I would like to thank uh, you, Felice and Ernie and the Faith Thomas Foundation for the opportunity uh, to come on tonight and talk about the Lance and Aileen Porter Foundation. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. And again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I, I'm an easy guy. Uh, Felice, I'm born and raised here in Columbus. Most of my life has been on the north side of town. I grew up, was uh, born in South London. Uh, my parents did their best, George and Wheezy. We went up 17th Avenue to Brittanelle. Uh, attended attended, uh, high school here uh, in Columbus at Northland High School, Uh, went on a college basketball scholarship, played basketball in North Carolina at the University of North Carolina at Wilmington, came back home uh, within six months of being home, uh, met the love of my life, uh, Brenda, Brenda Blair at the time, uh, married her and made her Brenda Porter. Uh, we've had three kids, and uh, my life has just been wonderful. I have no complaints. One of the things that I uh, try to do, uh, and it's something that my parents uh, showed me and taught me uh, when I was growing up, is always not only respect others, but help others when you can. And to be very frank and honest, that's the purpose of the Lance and Ailey Porter Foundation, is to reach out and to, to help those in need, uh, individuals who uh, may not have access and opportunities to things that others do, and we can create a vehicle to help them achieve those objectives. So I, I've always wondered, how did Columbus let a kid from Northland get a basketball scholarship in North Carolina? Why they didn't keep you here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ernie, that's funny. My My mom wondered that same thing. When I came out of high school, um, I did have opportunities to play basketball here in Ohio. I was heavily recruited by Kent State and by uh, Bowling Green. But uh, once I took a trip out to Carolina, the school I went to, UNC Wilmington, was on the coast. And I got to the coast, and I saw the clear water, the sand. (laughs) You got to understand, up until that time, I used to think Alum Creek was good living. Nothing wrong with that. But but it's not the Atlantic Ocean. On my recruiting visit, I had a, I went to a high-end seafood restaurant. Now, again, I'm a neighborhood kid, so I thought Long John Silver's was top-of-the-line seafood. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't pour me into a Long John Silver's now after I've been to it. <laughs> but I got down there, and it was... Uh, a wonderful opportunity for me kind of spread my wings, kind of get out on my own, um, and I took advantage of it, and I had a wonderful time. I really did. It was a great experience for me. Adam, could you tell us how the Lance and Aileen Foundation got started? 
Absolutely. Um, the foundation is in honor of my, my mother, my father and my mother. Uh, as I stated, both of them were um, very giving people. Uh, they were in tune with the community and our house, the house where everybody would come uh, if they needed something, whether we're talking uh, tools, we're talking money, we're talking suits, coats, whatever the case may be. And um, a lot of that I didn't know about it to they passed and we were at their service and people would come up to me and my brothers and sisters and say, you know, your your parents were outstanding. They did this for us and never asked for anything in return, so on and so forth. So when they passed, uh, I got with my brothers and sisters and we wanted to keep their memory alive and we couldn't think of a better way than to create the foundation. And so we created the foundation in 2017. We decided to uh, work and help low income, provide access to education and health care to low income and indigent communities. Our, our initial target area was an area called Crumb Park. Uh, in case you don't know, is out by the airport. It's in the, the north central area of the city. Uh, it's a very diverse community. It's about 5,000 uh, people, total population. And when we started in 2017, unemployment was high. Housing was of a very low quality very limited uh, outside of school education and learning opportunities for the kids. And the worst case was violent crime was increasing. Um, so we sat down and tried to come up with a way where not only we could reach the kids, but we could also bring the parents in and see what services were needed for the parents and do what we could to provide those services. So the idea we had was a youth basketball league where we worked with the law enforcement officials, Columbus Police, State Highway Patrol, Fire Department, and the County Sheriff's Office. And their role in this process is that the officers would volunteer their time, and they would come in and coach the kids, as well as mentor the kids. And the important thing about that is it helped develop a relationship between the youth and law enforcement officials. Because up until that time, if a police officer came into the community, more than likely the kid would run away. Uh, they didn't want anything to do with law enforcement. It was just a, a bad word, a bad person. So we had to bring a human element to that. So they came in, they coached. It was a great experience for not only law enforcement officers, but for the youth as well. The benefit that we got with that is that the parents would come out and support the youth. So what we would have is we kicked off the season with a community fair, and the parents were very receptive. They told us the things that they needed in the community. And then it became our job to provide them with those resources. And I think we did an exceptional job with that. I would say that you have done an exceptional job with that. We were talking about one of the hats, and I, I, I'm going to go to this other hat that I know about. Is um, Are you a co-owner of Mohawk 11 Incorporated? Yes, I am, Felice. I've been um, with Mohawk since 2015. Uh, Mohawk is a, a staffing agency. Uh, our initial focus was healthcare. Um, and we got into healthcare and we branched off into consulting. We work with uh, FQHCs, which are federally qualified healthcare centers. They're government funded organizations that are located in uh, indigent communities all throughout the United States. Uh, in fact, here in, Colo uh, in Ohio, there's about 400 of them. There's FQACs and there's what's called FQC, FQAC lookalike. And we do consulting services for them. We also do background checks. Uh, being in a temporary agency, uh, one of the things employers were requiring is that the individuals we sent to them had FBI and BCI background checks. So we added that element to our, our operation as well. 
and um, we've been uh, we've been surviving uh, COVID. Uh, not just our business, but any business has hit it very hard. Uh, but we were able to find a niche within COVID, and we've uh, expanded our operations, and we're doing very well. Okay. And another hat, my understanding is that you are a volunteer or a part of several different organizations. Uh, the Columbus area. Could you tell us some of the organizations that you volunteer or a member of, such as the Longstreet Business Association? Absolutely. I, I've been with the Longstreet Business Association since 2006, um, and it's been a, it's been a wonderful experience for me. Uh, I've been able to meet uh, other small business owners. Uh, I've been involved with the community growth. Uh, working with a young lady, uh, Miss Annie J. Ross Womack. I think everybody knows Annie. How could you not mm-hmm. know Annie? <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing uh, some very positive things in the Longstreet community. Uh, one of the very first things we did was uh, we worked with the city to create the Gateway Building, which is the five-story building that sits at the corner of Long and, oh, man, my mind's playing tricks on me. I can't think of the cross street. Uh, right across from the Lincoln Theater, if, if that'll help you. Um, okay. we, we were able to push and get the Lincoln Theater uh, reopened and functioning, which is uh, something we're very proud of. And then you just had a new uh, housing condo development uh, that took place uh, in that same block in the, in the Monroe Cluster uh, area. So there are a lot of things. Population is growing. Uh, income levels have increased. And it's 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 real rewarding to actually firsthand see the changes and have a part in those changes. So I'm very proud with what we've been able to do with the Longstreet Business Association. Other volunteer, I mean, I could. Talk, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's what I was getting ready to say. Another hat. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Give up that other hat. <laughs> Well, I, you tell me what, what hat you want me to give you. <laughs> I could give you the fedora. I could give. <laughs> well, what 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 organization is that? Well, through the foundation, one of the things that um, we've noticed is that um, going back to 2020, uh, when COVID really hit, uh, one of the things we did as a foundation, most nonprofits were closing down or going to remote, uh, and we realized that. With the pandemic, uh, getting out, getting food, getting resources were going to be hard for the communities that we serve. So one of the things we did is we went to 19 uh, corner stores in the community, and we talked to them about uh, uh, social distancing, about masking, about hand sanitizer, just to give them an idea not only to protect their employees, but to also make it safe for residents to come in and by uh, general items, because we knew that the role of those corner stores were going to magnify and the importance would be felt by that community if something happened to those entities. Now, on top of that, where I was going with that is that we also realized that getting access to COVID testing was an issue. This is before the vaccination came about. So we worked with an organization uh, called Nurses Heart. Uh, Nurses Heart is also a sponsor in our youth basketball league. And through Nurses Heart and our collaboration, we were able to go out in community that other individuals and organizations were not going and providing testing services for individuals. Um, Our outreach and our demand had increased so much 
that we had went outside of Columbus and eventually outside of Ohio. And since 2020, we have provided well over 50,000 COVID tests to low-income and indigent communities all across the, the Midwest, and we've even been as far south as Florida. Okay, Ohio Sickle Cell Health Association, what do you do there? I uh, provide um, resources to individuals that are looking for a medical home. I am the, my title would be statewide healthcare coordinator. Uh, and what I do is I, individual who may be off to college, move to a new town, um, that doesn't have a primary care physician, uh, I work with them to find them a provider within their community uh, who understands uh, their situation, who understand sickle cell, who can provide them with the resources and the specialists that they need uh, to get the best care possible. And that's something that uh, I really enjoy, and I've been doing that uh, for the past five years. Uh, I've been working with Ms. Womack and a few other staff members, and that has really had a very positive impact in my life. Could you tell us more about the um, career services that you offer as a part of the foundation? Absolutely. Uh, what we do is we've uh, we've partnered with area businesses. To, to give you an example, uh, right now we have a relationship with an organization in the community called DNO Produce, and what they are is they're a, a produce manufacturer. They uh, provide uh, produce to Kroger. They also provide produce packaging. Uh, in the grocery store, you'll see the little packets that have uh, cut up carrots. And, uh, peas and things like that. Those are the kind of things that they do. Um, reached out to the human resource director, and she informed me that they were looking for 70 people uh, to come on and work at DNO Produce. And what we did is we reached out to the parents who had attended our events, who have contacted our office looking for employment, and we tried to match them with DNO Produce. Um, and what we do if they need it is that uh, we can provide uh, testing for them. We could uh, uh, help them with their interview process. Uh, we could get whatever they need from us to help them land employment. Excuse me for a minute. We need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Sale on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Adam, did you talk about the HOPE project? No, sir, I did not. And thank you so much for bringing that up, Ernie. Um, our HOPE project uh, was established in 2019, and it's a continuation of our initial uh, youth basketball league. Uh, when we realized that the, the resources and the things that individuals, not only in Crumb Park, but all in all of Columbus needed, we created the HOPE Project. And what the HOPE Project is, is it's an acronym for Helping Ohioans Persevere by Empowerment. And our whole objective is to empower individuals, families, communities, and organizations to gain control of social and economic contents of their lives in order to improve the equity and quality of their life. And we've really been pushing this hard. Um, we have uh, a couple of programs that have come out of this. Uh, most of them are youth-based, for example. Um, we offer ballet classes um, at the William H. Adams Center. 
Now you say ballet, what is ballet? I mean, why is that important in this process? Well, it does two things. The ballet programming allows, it's mostly young ladies who attend. Uh, it's open to anybody, but the young ladies come and they get proper ballet training from a young lady who was a former dancer. Uh, she was a dancer, she got in a car accident and she couldn't dance anymore. So she wanted to teach. So she reached out to me, we had a conversation. Uh, she wanted to provide the services. Columbus Recreation and Parks allowed her to have the space. And at present, we have 10 young ladies who have been coming to her classes for the past, uh, since September. And it's a, it's a cultural thing. It's a class. It's a, a respect for themselves. It teaches young ladies discipline. It teaches the young ladies all the things that they need in this very, very difficult world that we live in. Um, and at the end of uh, May, I think they're going to have a production. Um, and what that'll do is not only will that make the young ladies feel proud about their accomplishment, it'll also bring the parents out so they can see uh, what their daughters have been working for. Um, it's <laughs> it's an approach that brings the family and the kids together and the outcome is, at the end, it's a positive result, in this case being the production. We also offer, uh, through a, a partnership with OSU and the 4-H Club, uh, we're doing coding and app development. Um, in fact, that starts January 26th, which would be next Wednesday, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, where we'll have mm -hmm. youth come in. There'll be 20 youth there, and they'll learn uh, it's like robotics. They'll learn how to do uh, app development. They learn how to do coding, uh, sort of like a, a STEM, uh, if you will. And this is something that I guarantee you has not taken place over in this particular community. And we have kids already signed up wanting to be a part of it. And that's the object. We're trying to bring things to the community that will empower the youth, that will help the youth not only one year down the road, 10 years down the road. We're becoming a very technology-based society, and we can't continue to fall behind. We have to catch up. And this is our way of helping the individuals in this community catch up. Um, where are these classes going to be taking place at? Uh, they would be at the William H. Adams Center, which is at 8. 54 Alton Avenue in Columbus, 43219. Um, if individuals would like more information, uh, they can go to our website, which is lanceandaileenporterfoundation.org, or they could call the office, which is area code 614-453-4244 for more information. I know I said 20 kids for the coding and app, but we don't want to turn anybody away. So please call if you're interested. We'll do what we we do our best to get you in the program because this is a very important program. Adam, um, I, I know on their uh, website they're saying uh, the whole project right now for residents in uh, the four zip codes, you know, out in this area. Are you planning at some point to expand it to other zip codes throughout the city, maybe on the west side? You know, Ernie, absolutely. We are open to anywhere in the city. That was just our initial uh, a target area. Uh, we didn't 
when we started out, like most people who start out uh, a nonprofit on their own with their own funding, uh, you have to scale down. Uh, one of the worst things you could do is say you're ready to take on the world and you only have a budget that could do one particular area. So that was yeah. that was our focus was to kind of keep it uh, small as we could till we were able to get to the point where we can expand. Uh, we are currently now we 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 take calls from anybody, so we're presently open. And if you know of individuals in the hilltop or organizations, we're more than willing uh, to collaborate with individuals to make sure families and communities have what they need. <clears throat> to answer your question about the expansion of going into other areas, um, we receive calls from outside of Columbus. Uh, people have found oh. out about what we're doing with not only the Hope Project, but our youth basketball league and the success we've had there. Um, Marion, Ohio, it's called. Their impact to their police department, uh, we've been working with them. Uh, the Highway Patrol has talked to us about going to Springfield and to also going to Chillicothe. So we're looking at all our, our available options, and we're always uh, about helping people. So um, I'll be next time, uh, hopefully, I'll get called back. Felice will ask me to come back on, and I'll be able to have more detail about those uh, particular cities, but that's what we're pushing for. So, uh, Ernie, if you know if, if you know of anybody, Ernie, in the Hilltop that could use our services, please let me know. I'll be happy to collaborate with whoever. Thank you. You guys are doing great work. What about the age um, range? What are you looking for there? Well, with the, the basketball league, we try to keep it at from 8 to 14, which basically is uh, fourth graders to eighth graders. Um, we want to target that particular group. Um, but as far as the resources go, the employment, the housing, um, that's open to anybody who needs it. Mm -hmm. What about for the coding program? The coding is the um, fourth grade to eighth grade. But if you have a kid who is in the third grade but can handle it, who uh, is computer savvy, I think we could be able to work them in. What type of coding are they doing? Like, what, what application are you using? Oh, wow, you asked the wrong person that. Um, I know that there, uh, there's two different type of codings. Um, one is, um, and I'm almost embarrassed to say this, one has a, like a Lego base, if I'm not mistaken. It might be Minecraft. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you know a little bit about that. <laughs> that is very impressive. My other question is, how do you incorporate your parents into your programming? Um, their ideas, their thoughts, their beliefs. Um, my brothers and sisters and I are uh, very much in tune with that, and we just carry on their memory. We, uh, as I said earlier, they were uh, they were givers. They were givers, and they they understood. Uh, uh, what people needed, and they did what they can to make sure they could help. And that's the whole purpose of the foundation. In fact, my mom used to always say that um, we all have hopes and dreams, and I, I can't think of a truer statement. The PAL League, that is boys and girls, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, we um, Again, we don't turn anybody away, uh, and if we have uh, young ladies that want to play, we more encourage, we encourage them to to be a part of it. Um, our basketball league is not set up to find the next uh, LeBron James. Um, what we want to do is create a resource uh, and opportunities for kids to have a safe place to go, 
develop positive relationships and, and learn at the same time. I was going to say one of the things we do after the game is we make sure that the kids are fed. Um, and to give you an idea of how bad things are out in the in the world, especially here in Columbus, um, we in 2019 because we didn't do the league in 2020 or no in 20 yeah we didn't do it in 2020 2019 we fed about 1,200 uh, families. Um, wow, this year. Fantastic. This year in 2020, we fed a little over 1,600. So we were feeding not only the the kids who participate in the program, but their siblings. That's fantastic. Where where do where do you um, where's your league located at? Where do you what facility do you guys use? Well, right now um, we play out of the William H. Adams Center over in Crumb Park. Um, but okay, we're always I looking. I know where Crumb Park is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ernie, I, I get the impression you know where the old restaurant used to be over there too. As well, the best I'm not sure. in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cutting staff. There you go. <laughs> Felice, you, you know the Felice. When I said, I said Crumb Park, he said, yeah, I knew where that is. <laughs> yeah, I know where it is. <laughs> and what I'd like, like to ask is, if someone, one of our listeners is on the phone, I mean, that is listening in on the radio, and they want to volunteer, how, you know, for your organization, how can they go about doing that? <clears throat> Uh, there's two ways. They could go to our website, uh, Lance and Aileen Porter Foundation.org, and they could hit the volunteer link. And what will come up is a document that would have uh, a request for their information, where they would like to volunteer. And once they submit that, we would get that and we would get back to them as soon, within 24 hours, if not sooner. Or they can call the foundation, 614 453 4244. Yeah, do you have adult programs? Yes, sir. Uh, we have um, this year, uh, well, I guess it's a new year. So in 2021, I'm sorry, we sponsored a pickleball league. And um, it was uh, mostly seniors. And it was a, it was an outstanding, very competitive league. I was very uh, happy, very impressed. Uh, I had never heard of pickleball. Uh, but to see the individuals play, play it in the, the competitive nature, do any boys ever participate in the ballet? Uh, yes. In fact, um, well, I when we first started out, uh, we have 15 young ladies. When we first started out, we had 20. And there were boys who were playing football that participated. And what they did is they participated for the balance. That's what their coach was telling me. And football season came, and they weren't able to come back because the day we have the class, which is Tuesday, every Tuesday at 5 o'clock, was uh, right in the middle of their practice. So we did have some boys come out, yes. Adam, is there anything that you would uh, like to say to our listeners? Absolutely. Two things. Uh, again, I want to thank you uh, for the opportunity to um, have the audience of your listeners. I really appreciate it. And if the foundation or myself could help any of your listeners, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, again, the number for the foundation is 614-453-4244. 
And my name is Adam Porter, and I'd be happy to help you in any way I can. Um, I do have a question for you, Felice. Um, I understand you're. I understand you. I understand you're a singer. A what? Is that S I N G? Singer. Yes. S-E-N-I-O-R. Yes, singer, performer, singer. Yes. Oh, honey, I can blow like no other. I should have been a Janet Jackson or a Whitney Houston or something along those lines, but somehow I let that get past me. I have to let you listen to me one day, you know. Well, you know, if you if you're that good, we may hire you. <laughs> I can't say how I sound now, but well, again, thank you to everybody for this opportunity. I, I had a great time, and I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about the foundation. We thank you for coming on. Yeah. So with that being said, this is Felice, your host. Peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FaithThomasFDN.